Welcome to the ACS Memory Palace. I'm Abby McCorgan. Many thanks to Nate DeMeo for inspiring this podcast. On a cold January day in 1741, the creator of a medical phenomenon was born. A false phenomenon, mind you, but a phenomenon nonetheless. It seemed like fate that Elisha Perkins would become a physician, almost as if life was setting up a winding row of dominoes. His father, Dr. Joseph Perkins Jr., was also a physician and trained him from a young age. In 1775, his first real opportunity arose in the American Revolutionary War, where he put his skills to the test as a battlefield surgeon. From there, he continued to practice in his hometown of Plainfield. He became a respected figure in his local community. All was well. At least through the eyes of an outsider. He had his ideal job, a stable income, and respect amongst his peers. What more could a person want? But Perkins was less than satisfied. Day after day, another happy customer would leave his office, and Perkins would be left sitting at his desk, chair leaned back, eyes closed, thinking, is this all my life will amount to? He didn't want to be just an ordinary physician. He wanted to be more. He wanted the world to know exactly who Elisha Perkins was. And it was in that very office that inspiration hit. While working on a patient's bad tooth, he noticed that by touching the inflamed gum with one of his metallic instruments, the patient expressed relief. This observation was the catalyst to his idea. He immediately began work on the invention that would surely boost his career to unimaginable heights. The Perkins Metallic Tractors, patented in 1796. No, these weren't large agricultural vehicles. In fact, his invention was smaller than the spoke of a tractor's wheel. They were two three-inch metallic rods, one of brass and one of iron, one side rounded and the other coming to a sharp point, like a teardrop. That's all they were, Perkins' magnum opus. He claimed that by rubbing the rods against afflicted skin, they could quote-unquote, draw off the noxious electrical fumes that lay at the root of the suffering. Through this, they were supposedly capable of curing any pain, from rheumatism to epilepsy. And they were a smash hit. Their ease of use and less painful nature than the alternatives at the time made them a no-brainer. This was the true start of Perkins' legacy. Now, Perkins was no ordinary physician, but a businessman as well and this discovery was shaping up to be his cash cow. Each set of tractors sold at $25, equivalent to around $500 today after 225 years of inflation. To garner publicity, he and his son decided to tour around the country gaining testimonies from notable figures, including politicians, professors, the Chief of Justice of the United States Court, and even George Washington himself. However, unlike his many esteemed customers, the medical community was not as easily convinced. Reading about this so-called miracle instrument from across the pond, English physician John Haygarth could only scoff. What a ridiculous idea, a metal rod that could take away any pain? And so, in 1799, he decided to put it to the test. Haygarth tested his claim by using wooden rods of the same shape and size as Perkins' metal ones to be used for the same purpose. After their usage, four out of the five patients said that they felt better, proving that the material of the tool had no impact on the effect. From the data he collected, Haygarth concluded that the effects of the tractors depended not on scientific reasoning, but the imagination of the patient, a phenomenon that would later be labeled the placebo effect. 
he excitedly published his findings in a report. Haygarth wasn't the only skeptic. Report after report was made by the medical community exposing the fraudulent nature of Perkins' so-called magnificent tractors. His time of glory and fame was up. As the public began to realize that Perkins' invention was nothing more than two metal sticks, a wave of mockery followed suit. His creation was ridiculed by English poet Lord Byron in his poem English Bards and Scotch Reviewers. Paintings and comics were made laughing at both the invention and its believers. Countless scholarly papers were written scornfully criticizing the treatment, now coined as Perkinism. But even though Perkins was deemed a failure by most of the medical community, his goal was certainly met. For better or worse, he was now known by the world and made a lot of money in the process. Thank you for listening. This has been the Atheist Memory Palace.